You're listening to the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. And we're back. Welcome into the show. We've missed you all dearly. <laughs> As a reminder, I'm Mike, he's Matt, and you are listening to the 2M Football Podcast. Yay! Matt, welcome back to you as well. <laughs> welcome back. Thanks. Thanks. It's good to be back. I cry our, a little bit. <laughs> our short, our little 2M off season is officially over. <laughs> and Matt, I just want to ask you, I want to start by asking you, what'd you do with the time off? Nothing productive. <laughs> Actually, yeah. no, I've been, uh, took four days off of work. I've been busy moving a whole bunch of stuff to a storage unit. So I actually have a workshop space now. Oh, cool. Um, cause the apartment I have does not have a garage attachment and I've been su- surprisingly very lost without a garage. So now I'm giving myself a garage. Very nice. Now uh, let yeah. me reciprocate <laughs> the question, Michael, what have you done? Uh, I spent a lot of the time off shoveling snow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there was a time to really be off and like focus on tasks around the home, I mean, I guess I'm glad it snowed now. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but yeah, between that and birthdays, we had both, both mine and my wife's birthday in the, in our off season, our off season week, <laughs> off season week. So that, uh, that, that took up most of my time. Yeah, now you're old. <laughs> Not yet. I got one more year until I'm officially old. What are you trying to say? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to say you have about, by the time this airs, you'll have about three more days until you're old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, for I know for we're one a little... week every year, we're the same age. Yep. <laughs> I know we're a little short on time tonight. So I say tonight because it's a... Uh, it's a it's an evening session again in the virtual recording studio here, and uh, so let's jump right into the episode. We'll start with some news, and then we'll start our 2020 recap slash postmortem. So uh, for this week, that'll involve our NFC Prove It Player results, and as well as our division picks. We're keeping it all in the NFC, we'll cover the AFC next time. Uh, but news: a lot happened in our week off. Yeah, and, and I ranked these sort of in order of importance. So you see, right at the top here, I have Tim Tebow retired. Did you hear about this? No, I. Did, when did he retire? I thought he was done out again. I felt like <laughs> I thought he went and played baseball. I'm glad you said that. Yes, he retired from baseball. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was really confused. How did this? See, what's funny is you send these notes early in the day, and you expect me to read them, but I kind of scroll down. Sometimes it's better if you don't read them, so we get some genuine reactions. But uh, uh, yeah, because yeah. I did not even see <laughs> Tim Tebow's retirement until now. So uh, yeah, he's been in yeah he's been in the Mets minor league system for years now, and he he called it quits. Anyway, now the real the real biggest news item was another blockbuster quarterback trade. One of this potentially time. many. Yeah, yeah, it might not be the last one. Actually, I would say it probably won't be the last one, but. Carson Wentz, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, is now a member of the Indianapolis Colts. An awesome trade. gets interesting. So go over the trade details, and I'll put my two cents in. Yes. Okay. So what do the Colts get? Carson Wentz. What do the Eagles get? They get the Colts' third-round pick this year and the Colts' second-round pick next year. But 
that second round pick is conditional. And if Wentz plays 75% of the snaps this year, which of the expectation is he will, they're bringing him to be the starter. That second round pick becomes a first round pick next year. Other thing and the other, but the Eagles will still be on the hook for $33.8 million of Wentz's salary in the largest Damn. cap hit ever. That's insane. <laughs> so what do you think of this trade? Well, it's interesting because I feel like the Colts didn't give really anything up to get Wentz. Yeah, not a ton. Like that seems really cheap. Other than the fact, I guess it's because the Eagles have to eat his salary. So the Eagles lost not only Wentz, but now they've lost, you know, almost $34 million in salary cap space. But they're putting Carson Wentz behind one of the league's best offensive lines. Yeah. And with a good run game. So the real question comes down to the Colts receiving core and Carson Wentz. Could this be the revamp of Carson Wentz's career? I'm not going to hold my breath. Clearly, the Colts are making a big gamble. Frank Wright, a former quarterback himself, has done very well with his quarterback situation since um, Andrew Luck announced his retirement. But I don't know. I have to wait to really see if I believe based on the weapons that they put around Carson Wentz. Right. I mean, on paper, it looks perfect. The Colts were that one team that that truly was just a quarterback away because they've they've got the defense, they've got the run game, they've got the offensive line, like you said, and now they've got maybe the quarterback. (laughs) Well, it's weird because we thought Phil Rivers would have been that, like, to push them to the next level, and that didn't happen. So it's like, okay, I think it all – I mean, I I think that's a a pretty good pick, though, by saying that the second – the 2022 – second round becomes a first round pick if Wentz plays mm-hmm. 75. Seems like mm-hmm. the Eagles are banking on Wentz being injured. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the way that's worded? Well, if he managed to play, you know, three quarters of the year, unless they I guess think we can uh, make it a first round. Either that or unless they think Jacoby Brissett is going to beat him out for the job in training camp. <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously the Colts are assuming that he will be the guy. Um, but, you know, they're, they're also planning on making a deep playoff run. So even if that is a first-round pick, it'll be a late first-rounder. So, right. so they're not giving up that all that much, really. It just uh, doesn't so think seem like a lot. Yeah, awesome, awesome trade for the, the Colts. I think, uh, I think this is going to work out well for them. <laughs> and uh, sort of in conjunction with this news, I don't know how much to read into this really, but the Eagles have also said that Presumably Jalen Hurts will now be their starter for 2021, but they've said they want to bring in competition. So they don't want to just hand him the job. They're going to bring in someone like a Josh McCown type that he can quote unquote beat in the training camp battle. And then Jameis Winston. Stop it. it. (laughs) First of all, Winston would win the job. Second of all, the saints are going to bring him back. So that's not an option. (laughs) I still have heard nothing about that. So I will not believe that until that happens. But proceeding Me on. Too. I, although I just traded for Winston in my other dynasty league, so hoping he sticks around. <laughs> anyway, in other quarterback news, uh, Deshaun Watson, nothing happened yet, but there there was some news. I am the glued Jets. to this, by the way. Oh my gosh, me too. Uh, the Jets are, quote, not on his list of desired <laughs> trade destinations. And the, that largely comes uh, due to the fact that they don't really have much other talent on the roster right now and acquiring him would cost so much that they 
they wouldn't be able to add anything either. So he's aware of that and doesn't want to go to a situation. That's basically the situation in Houston. It's him and nobody else, <laughs> uh, except then you'd have to live in the cold too. So, so apparently his list does include the 49ers and Broncos. And the, but who I've heard is planning to make a, a run at acquiring him is the Panthers. They're looking at ways to clear up some cap space. And I even saw an article from one Carolina beat reporter floating the idea of possibly trading Christian McCaffrey and a first rounder to try to get, him. I don't, I don't bite that in the slightest. No, well, you wouldn't no. do that if you're Carolina. No, I mean, you're going to give away the only offensive firepower you have. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater may be a stopgate for now, but I'm not giving up Christian McCaffrey and a first rounder. I mean, Deshaun well, Watson's yeah. <laughs> good, but I feel like that's way too much for Carolina to give up. Yeah, I will say. I mean, it wasn't anything. This didn't come from the team at all. It was just the Forty Niners does make sense, as does the Broncos. Um, yeah, I'm surprised Chicago isn't in that mix. I yeah, I, I think they don't have the money, and it would be a similar thing where, uh, they, they, you know, they might not have Allen Robinson back, and that offense is iffy at best. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, they need to put yeah. I don't know. It's just, I guess it's the drama, just the way they've worded this story with Deshaun Watson, not responding to the team calls, refusal to trade. It's like, oh, well, this is interesting. It is interesting. And, like and then said something, I feel like the he got turned up when uh, they cut Watt. Yeah. Nice segue. Uh, that's my next bullet point here. Uh, apparently, this was something that Watt asked for. This wasn't something, you know, it was a mutual decision to part ways is I think how they usually phrase these things. Uh, and, and it's really interesting. He's, he's recognized a sinking ship when he sees one <laughs> and uh, at 32 years old now, it's clearly the Texans aren't going to be contenders for some time. And even though, even though Watt himself hasn't put up like the crazy numbers that he used to like in his first couple seasons, I think he had a 20 sack season in there. He's still, a, he's still a force when he's out there on the field uh, last Heck year yeah he was, he was p he was pro football focus's seventh ranked edge rusher and he had the sixth most tackles for loss on the season with 14 in addition to five sacks so still a very productive player and I've okay heard that, I, I i know i know you're about to go into the teams but there's one thing you failed to mention i don't think uh, it's going to happen but how cool would this be what if what if the watt brothers were in pittsburgh yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, but personally, um, I kind of hope he comes to Green Bay. Yeah, that's one of the places that uh, he was spotted. Spotted. <laughs> that's, that's I put on. Yeah, because I don't think it was a – I don't know. That's what Based I heard. Based on that surveillance, that just sounds creepy. Mike, were you somebody like, again? <laughs> not me this time. Somebody like saw him getting off a plane or something in Green Bay and, because it was weird. It wasn't like officially. Yeah, because Texas was frozen that, over and Green Bay was like the Miami of the Midwest. <laughs> so it's like, you know what? It's a little warmer up here. A little vacation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, of course, like half the league is probably interested. But yeah, the three teams I've heard the most buzz about so far are the Browns, the Bills, and then the Packers. So the Bills getting him would strengthen that defense. And I think, man, the Bills would be a scary it. team next year. Mm -hmm. um okay let's see other news here actually this one i just saw today and i was like oh come on really is that the, <laughs> the buccaneers are they would like to extend to brady's contract 
So 2021 will be the Why the did they win a Super Bowl with some with him or something? Uh, it went pretty well. Let's just say that. <laughs> but yeah, originally it was a two-year contract he signed with them uh, last year. And the assumption was he would be retiring at the end of that contract. But who knows, man? Maybe he really will never retire. <laughs> he looked fine enough last year. He was top five in passing yards. And, and obviously, yeah, the team won a Super Bowl. So uh, went well for everybody. Uh, another Eagles news as part of the rebuild, they might also trade uh, Zach Ertz. They're all pro tight end. Uh, and interestingly, the Colts were also, uh, I had saw their name floated with this one, in addition to uh, Seattle, who really needs could use a benefit from a pass-catching tight end like Ertz. I think Seattle makes the most sense. Will Disley is not a TE1. He's all right. Uh, but with the Seahawks, I think the bigger story is the Russell Wilson situation yeah. going on there too. So I don't know. Maybe bringing in a pass catching tight end will help Wilson. What they need is an offensive line, and not to have Russell Wilson run for his life every snap. That'd be ideal. Yeah, I would kind of get <laughs> kind of tired of it too. I think I actually saw this news before the Wentz trade, but that'd be interesting too to reunite those two. Uh, Wentz and Ertz. But the Colts are actually pretty deep at tight end with uh, Jack Doyle, Mo Cox, and uh, someone else, Trey Burton. So, Oh, which actually, that, that would be another reunion. <laughs> that is another reunion. They played together. See, look at There you go. Like, the connections are happening. <laughs> All right, yeah. Send them to Seattle then. I like it. Uh, a couple more minor items here. Washington football team signed Taylor Henneke to a two-year, $8 million extension after he looked so good in that playoff game. Uh, he'll be it's interesting to see what's going to happen there with uh, whether or not Alex Smith will return. Uh, but either way, I think they like what they've seen from Henneke and he's a has history with Ron Rivera. So it makes a lot of sense to keep him around. I concur. This next one I only care about for selfish personal reasons that I saw <laughs> the Broncos released AJ Boye, that uh, cornerback. And actually, when I when I looked at his production lately, though, I, I kind of understood it. They were paying him a lot of money. He's 29 years old, and he he graded out as PFF's 80th ranked cornerback. And that's Ooh. second. Yeah, not great. Not great. How many? Uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. And that was actually his second year of sort of declining since his days in Jacksonville when he would seem to be one of the best cover guys in the league. And he was, I don't know, I don't remember what we called this segment in the old YouTube channel days, but he was like my one of my first player picks or whatever. We didn't call it prove it players, but he was one of my first guys. So, he was, is, so are you trying to say that he's not going to be your boy A no more? <laughs> Sadly, I think we have to say bye boy A. <laughs> Rip. Oh boy. Anyway, yeah, the, the last thing here. <laughs> no, don't read it, please. I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. I don't want Mike, to. Mike Pettin disgraced for, former Packers defensive coordinator. Mike Pettin is joining the Bears as a defensive assistant. And the only thing well, yeah, I can think. Because he can't coach. Right. Maybe he can assist. But the only thing I can think is that they want him to give some dirt on Rodgers in the offense. <laughs> he could be like going up against them in practice every day this year. I don't hey, know. Hey, Mike, what are they doing on the field? They're playing football. Thanks, Mike. 
hey, what is the Packers' offensive philosophy? Throw it to Devontae Throw the Adams. football. Oh, okay. All so right, you, you just see him frantically <laughs> scribbling on a notepad. <laughs> you got to pay for insights like that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what they're paid, Pen, because I want to know if he was worth the money. The correct answer is probably not. Unless he paid them to be there, the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you money. <laughs> all right. So that's all the news I had. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? No, I'm still waiting to see where Adam Gase's disgraceful name pops up as. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about him. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> I forgot about him. I mean, well, he's a pretty forgettable blissful, guy. Blissful ignorance of his existence at this point. But, yeah. <laughs> but he's not head coaching, so it doesn't matter. That's right. Uh, all right. So then let's get into part one of our, our 2020 recap. And so I was thinking we could talk about our, our prove-it players and go over our division winners and our picks at the same time. So let's do that. Let's start in the NFC North where the Packers won the division as we both predicted. Yay. Uh, my prove it players from this division. And I guess just as a reminder of what our proof of players were, they were guys that we identified before the season that we thought were in uh, sort of a make or break year for, for whatever reason, like young guys wanting to start their careers strong or older players proving that they still belong in the league or, or some comment, that somewhere in between. Here. Yes, that was another one. Um, so from this division, I picked Artie Burns, the Bears cornerback, and Alan Lazard, Packers receiver. So I'll start with the easy one, Burns. He was on his first year out of Pittsburgh after they didn't re-sign him from his rookie deal. And uh, he tore his ACL and didn't play at all. Good <laughs> job. Good job, Artie. Didn't, didn't prove much. Uh, and it was only a one-year deal. Proved so. that ACLs can be torn. I think that had already been well established, but yeah, he he reaffirmed that that was still something. That so he happen. gets an A plus. Good <laughs> job, Artie. Uh, Alan Lazard was a bit more interesting. He had sort of broken out at the end of uh, 2019, and uh, what we said, we we both identified that they they really needed a second pass catcher to step up. So I thought maybe it could be Lazard. It's uh, not after this. Well, hang on. <laughs> so Lazard missed six games in the middle of the season with a core, after having core muscle surgery, and he finished with 33 catches, 450 yards, and three scores. Ironically, that 33 catches, it's the same number of receptions that MBS had, even though MBS played every single game. I think he had about 33 drops, too. I was going to say, yeah. that's about 50% of his targets because the other 50% were either off his chest or off of his hands. Or his face mask, yeah. Um, but so uh, it, was, it wasn't actually neither of those guys that stepped up. The guy who stepped up was Robert Tunyon in this passing game. He was second on the team in receptions uh, and touchdowns. So a stud I, of a tight end? Apparently, yeah. yeah it, yes, <laughs> he proved it. Uh, I would say Lazard didn't prove it, and he's actually a free agent after this year, so I'm not sure if they did enough for them to bring him back. Uh, however, there is still very little depth in this receiving core, so maybe. <laughs> but I'm I would say, say that not Green Bay it. would draft, but we know that that's not going to happen, so that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's not aggravating at all. It's fine. Yeah. All right. And then throwing it over to you, who are your favorite players from this division? Uh, so I, as well as you noted, picked the Packers to win the division, and ho oh, ho, I predicted that correct. Very nice. Um, 
I'm going to take the easy one first as well, is I had Tariq Cohen for Chicago, which it would have been easy right out of the gate anyway because he was signed to a new contract. And so I was like, okay, well, signed into a contract. So do I need to pay as much attention? I guess the question would be, was it worth the re-sign as the contract? And either way, I probably would have been yes. However, he decided he didn't want to play this in season and got put on IR. Thank you. One less guy I had to watch. And if it couldn't get any more disappointing, uh, I decided to pick the cornerback drafted for Detroit, Jeff Okunda. Uh-huh. I like well, this pick like, because wasn't he a top 10 pick? He was. He was like fourth Seven, or fifth think. overall or yeah. eighth overall. Um, he was Detroit's first round pick, so they clearly were working on covering up the defensive or shoring up the, the secondary of their defense. How did that, how did that go? Well, he played a total of six games. Okay. His crowning achievement was a single interception, which we were all like, yeah. <laughs> um, his snap count in those six games proceeded to dwindle to where the point they weren't even putting him on the field, but maybe one or two snaps a game. Um, and you happen to come across this fun fact of the day. He was PFF's worst-graded cornerback in pass coverage. We did notice that he got burned. Did he get Artie no burned? Artie. <laughs> Damn there it. you go. Nice. Damn it. Um, he, he got burned quite a few times. Now, it's sometimes to be expected because rookie corners and rookie linemen tend to struggle the most with the speed of the NFL. But – he just didn't prove it. He just was not all total there. And I can't honestly say what's going to happen this year. Usually the second-year players tend to bounce back and progress. But, I mean, look at Detroit's head coach. I have no right, idea I mean, what that team's going to do next year. They, they went from uh, Matt Patricia, who, you know, despite all his faults, he was a defensive-minded guy. Not that Detroit ever had a good defense under him, but, you know, in theory, in theory, someone who would be good for the defense to Mr. Danimal – Campbell, uh, Mr. The Kneecap Biter himself. So we're going to see how that goes. So I can't even make a prediction for next year because yeah. I have no idea what, what scheme they're going to run. I know nothing about how this team's even going to function. Like, I don't even want to start analyzing what the coaches do because I have no idea what the head coach is going to do. Yeah. Oh, um, man. As a, as a Packer fan, I, I don't know. I, as as an like, NFC bad, North but, fan, yeah. it's still fun because we can still crap all over the Lions still. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stafford's gone. They have nothing. Matt and your Matt's feud with the city of Detroit continues. <laughs> all right. Moving on to the NFC South, where the Saints won the division. As again, we both predicted. I'm going to keep patting ourselves on the back for the ones we got right because uh, <laughs> these, these are the only ones we got in the NFC. And uh, my perfect players here were Curtis Samuel, wide receiver for the Panthers, and Antoine Winfield, Jr., the Buccaneers' rookie safety. And unfortunately, unfortunately for me, both these guys played the whole season. So there's a little bit of analysis coming your way. <laughs> Curtis Samuel uh, was on the last year of his rookie deal and uh, had, had been kind of unable to stay healthy in his first few years, uh, despite showing flashes of playmaking ability in passing game and sometimes out of the backfield. Uh, but he actually played 15 games this year, proving a bit more durable than the previous uh, seasons leading up. He ended with over a thousand total yards, 200 rushing, 850 receiving, 
and he scored five total touchdowns. So not, not bad, bad there. And he, he was actually the team's most reliable target catching almost 80% of its targets. And so compare that to DJ Moore, their top receiver. Who only caught 50, yeah, right. Who only caught 56% of his targets. And Robbie Anderson, who kind of emerged as the surprise out of this uh, receiving core, who only caught 70% of his targets. So Samuel was above both of those guys uh, in terms of his pass catch percentage. Uh, PFF ranked him 31st out of their receivers. So pretty good. And I think he did plenty to prove his value this season. And if they don't decide to bring him back, I think uh, someone will snatch him up. DJ Moore and Robbie interest. So I, I looked at the contracts of the other receivers on the team and mm-hmm. Warren Anderson are both free agents after next season. So maybe they, if they want to extend season. Samuel now to like get out in front of that before they lose those other guys. True. Um, well, I but, mean, I but, think it depends on how the other ones are going to play out too. They might just let release them in the free agency. Right. And they'd have more flexibility if they do bring Samuel back now. So maybe they do it for that reason. Maybe they let them go and see how they do with just those two guys as the primary options. We'll see. But but I was impressed by Samuel this year. To, to me, he proved it because he stayed healthy and he produced. Uh, and then Antoine Winfield, the Bucks rookie safety, he was their second round pick last year. He started right away and, and started all season, all 16 games. Uh, in the Super Bowl, had a nice little moment with uh, oh. Tariq Hill. <laughs> Uh, Winfield finished the regular season third on the team with 94 total tackles. Uh, he also chipped in with three sacks, two tackles for loss, one interception, uh, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovered. <laughs> and it was a pretty solid uh, run defender, especially PFF ranked him second best, the second best safety defending the run. Uh, however, his past defense skills left a little bit more to be desired. That's something he's definitely going to need to work on with the play recognition and the route recognition and coverage skills, but overall, not too much to complain about from Winfield. I think I did see about great things for this kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for a rookie, you talked about it with Okuda. It's a hard adjustment for guys in the secondary. So I think he did about as, about as well as we could have expected. So now the question uh, nice. is where's what happens in the growth in year two. So as long as he keeps going on an upward trajectory, you're good, but yep. Yep, we've seen it plenty of times where the rookies flash that first year and then they kind of fizzle out. Exactly. Yep. So, still work to do, but for his rookie season, I'm going to say, yes, proved it. Nice work, Junior. <laughs> Excellent picks. Thank you. How about you? Um, uh, well, mine were actually easier than I anticipated. <laughs> um, for different reasons. <laughs> very different reasons. Um. I pulled the Vic Beasley of New Orleans with Kiko, Kiko Alonso. I didn't even um, realize this until I looked it up before the show. <laughs> like, what? wait, really? All this happened? I don't know. Here, yeah, go ahead. He, right? His name was never brought up, and I never never. Like, and every time I watch one of the Saints play, I'm looking for him, and I didn't even yeah. know he was traded to San Francisco at any point. <laughs> Me either. So... You know, come November, December football, I'm looking at the wrong team. Um, thankfully, it wasn't to any dismay because he didn't even make an active roster. So on my notes, um, I put Kiko Alonso dash and a big old zero with the letter F. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
He's so I would I would argue Kiko Alonso never proved it, and I don't think he will ever prove it. because <laughs> um, he was released, and I've heard nothing else since. Although I did miss this, you know, San Francisco trade. So it's possible he's like on a team and doing something. It, it was so under the radar, it, like it wasn't even on the radar. <laughs> like Vic Beasley not being in practice under the radar. Yeah, exactly. It's like, where is this dude? Um as a Falcons fan, though, it was exciting that my other player was Matt Ryan. Yeah. Um, fourth overall in passing yards with 400, 400, 4,581 uh, total yards, uh, TDI and T of 26-11, and a 65% completion. So very solid performance given the fact that Julio Jones missed games. Right. Um, the emergence of some rookie wide receivers. It's going to be interesting, though, because Alex Mack is rumored to retire. Oh, their center. Correct. So losing that critical machine. The run game was, to me, a little touchy, but Matty Ice stayed cool, calm under pressure, and I see him in Atlanta at least a little bit longer. The coaching change is going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, to see the pieces that they bring together. But, I, you know, Matt proved yet again, despite – like one of the most underrated teams was the Falcons this year. Like they were great offensively, but they just were not winning games. It was very depressing. They, they had sort of a Chargers esque season in that they lost a bunch of really close games. So yeah, they're, yeah, they're not like, as far off you know, as their record would indicate. That you stare at <laughs> and allow Dallas but, to recover, but we won't bring uh, that one up. I will never forget your initial analysis of that. That was uh, one of my favorite moments <laughs> from the show so far. <laughs> I was so fuming. Um, so, yeah, Matty Ice does it again, and I think he's going to do it again this season. Cool. Uh, moving on to the NFC East. This is where uh, our predictions start to fall off. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, I don't know how many people, if anyone, predicted the, the Washington Death football Valley team. of the NFL. <laughs> Yeah, Washington ended up winning. Which I'm happy for them, only because I'm happy for uh, Alex Smith. Smith and Rivera, I mean, it was, they were great storylines throughout the season. Uh, we had both picked the Cowboys, and I'm going to change it up and let you go first with your proven players. What? I wasn't I prepared. <laughs> I'm panicking. I don't want to hear anything <laughs> from you. I, you're going <laughs> to deal with it, and you're going to listen to it. Sorry, I was caught off guard there for a second. So, Andrew Thomas was an interesting story. You had you found out he was ranked 59th best out of 79 tackles. Um, what's funny is we both made notes um, that he was better as a run blocker than a pass blocker. However, he started the season out allowing, I think it was an average of 1.2, or I'm sorry, 1.7, so I'm going to call it two quarterback pressures a game, but definitely started to strengthen up as the season went on. Um, as I was hoping, you know, like hmm. we said, rookies Another coming rookie out player, of college yeah. games, the speed is just so drastic. Like you can train for it, but until you're in the trenches on your first game, you don't understand how fast these guys are. And I really think we're going to get a feel in the coming year with having Saquon Barkley back to really see how his run blocking is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that should help the line with the play action. They won't have to block as long. 
but um, I think he did. I think he did well. I definitely saw improvement. I saw less pressures. I think he only gave up maybe one or two sacks, which is impressive. Especially with uh, Daniel Jones at quarterback. I mean, that guy holds the ball like none other. <laughs> I know the left side was a huge problem. Blind side. Yeah, but I think the loss of Saquon definitely threw a wrench into their plans. Oh yeah. So I think having him back and having a proper offseason, I think is going to benefit all these rookies in their second year. That's a great point. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, so I can't put too much blame on these rookies completely. Um, but I graded him a C. I put him as solid. You know, he wasn't the greatest, but he definitely did fall on his face. Like the line, the 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 Giants have had way worse linemen that have had like experience under their belts and could not keep Eli Manning with a clean pocket. Right. On the other side, I was extremely excited um, for Leighton Vander Esch, my other prove-it player for Dallas. Um, and again, we both made notes. I put down that Vander Esch was critical to the run defense because what I noticed is when he missed the six games, when he was out, that were the, those were the games that, the Cowboys defense just got ran through. Yeah, you definitely saw a big but, difference with him on the field. Like, I wasn't overly impressed with his with his coverage abilities, but when it came to the run defense, man, he was critical. And that was a huge loss when he was out. Um, so he played 10 games. He had a forced fumble, one sack, 60 tackles, which I believe was fourth on the team. Uh, one tackle for a loss and a quarterback hit. So he definitely wasn't a go after the quarterback guy, but as a linebacker, he did his job. And yeah. he definitely is the critical machine for the run defense. So Vanderesh, if he had stayed healthy, I think would have had a much better game. And I think that defense will be much better with him in. So I put him at a B minus. He did not have a defensive player of the year caliber game, but that's all right. That's okay. Uh, and then for me, both of my picks were Eagles players who as a team were so disappointing uh, this last year. So starting with uh, backup, I guess, running back Boston Scott, uh, who I was wondering if he would get more of a workload with how well he finished the 2019 season, kind of splitting duties with Miles Sanders, the starter. And he played okay when he got the chance, but even with Miles Sanders missing four games, uh, Scott just didn't get as many opportunities as I was hoping. Uh, he had 80 carries on the season, averaged almost five yards a carry, uh, 25 catches, two total touchdowns. And so, yeah, I mean, not, not a whole lot of production there. And the Eagles offense as a whole was such a mess that it's, you know, no one had a great season. Right. I you think can't Scott fault did just the, one player. You can fault yeah. the entire just organization. Right. And, uh, but I think Scott did fine. He, when he got the ball, he was fine. And I think he did enough to probably keep his role as a complimentary back to uh, Miles Sanders. So I'll, I'll give him a passing grade. Uh, Darius Slay, on the other hand. We have very different grades of passing. I passed high school with D's, so. Uh... <laughs> I thought the saying was C's get degrees, not D's. Well, you know what? I passed college, too. I'm still not sure how. <laughs> Speaking of D's, that's probably the grade I would give Darius Slay for his 2020 season. <laughs> ah, segue! They had that huge trade with Detroit to bring him in in the offseason. 
So this was his first season in Philly, and it didn't go very well. He posted career lows in past deflections with six and just had one interception, which were lowest since his rookie year. He was ranked 57th. As, that uh, number surprises PFF. me so much. But then again, the organization just sucks. So <laughs> That's true. The offense was more dysfunctional than the defense, but they kind of go hand in hand too. And, and I think part of it could also be adjusting to a new defensive scheme. And he has three more years on his contract, although he's owed a lot of money, an average of $18 million a year during that time. So who knows if they'll even keep him for the whole length of the contract. Uh, there is a, a potential team out they could get out of it after 2021. So I think, so I'm going to say no, he absolutely didn't prove it this year. And he might only have one more year to do it since there's that, out, there's that out in the contract after next year. Right. Uh, so I was very disappointed by this because in Detroit, he was like the one good player they had on that defense, but he just well, didn't. And I'm really wondering too, like Akunda and Slay, like having a Slay as like a mentor almost to like help the rookie out. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Would it have, would it have been better? Was Matt Patricia just not a good defensive coach? And I don't know. I don't know either. And I don't remember what they got in return for him. Uh, but they got out of this big contract that Philadelphia is now on the hook for. And he certainly didn't live up to that in year one with the team. Philly's just getting like hosed with like contract oh, entanglements. I, I, <clears throat> yeah, I do not I want mean, to be in their front office right now. I feel like they're headed for a rebuild, obviously, I think. With the rookie yeah, with no there. money. Right, no money. They're gonna either. hire people like us because they'll be like, "Will you take like a sandwich?" Sean Jackson yeah. is leaving. Uh, they're not bringing in Alshon Jeffrey back, which both of which I agree with. By the way, those guys are both aging and injured. But this is gonna be a completely different looking team next year than it's been for the last like like since the Super Bowl year. But like, can you imagine being Jalen Hurts right now? I'd be like, "All right, kid, you've done great. So here's the offense. We have no wide receivers. We have two decent backs. Uh, we have a uh-huh. defense. We're not quite sure what we're doing with. And uh, all right, go win us a Super Bowl. If you wish you could, Carson Wentz had stayed, and you could have been a backup. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, I know you. I know you. I know you'd like to get paid, but uh, yeah, we took on these contract issues, and yeah, we're gonna. You're gonna owe us. What we do have for you is a punch card for the the local Philly cheesesteak shop with nine punches already. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's expired, but it makes you feel good getting that 10 punch. Oh, boy. All right. One more division. Flip his shit. (laughs) One more division here. Yeah, we'll have to bring him back again because this team is uh, interesting for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. (laughs) A train wreck. The NFC West was... Uh, crown was taken by the Seahawks last year. We had both picked the 49ers. Hey, I'm done picking uh, the same team as you. You suck at this. I know. We had all the same picks. I'm really disappointed. All right, but let's go quickly with the prove it players because I see my son wiggling around in his crib, so I'm going to have to go soon. <laughs> um, uh, Tyler Higby. Yeah, good. Quickly, great. Quickly. Fantastic. <laughs> um, 44, essentially right, actually. Yeah. 44 receptions <laughs> on 60 targets for 521 yards. It's 13 yards to carry, five touchdowns, second most on the team, fourth most in catches. And I blame an inconsistent golf for those numbers not being higher because I think he should have been a much bigger part of the offense. However, I can't complain with what he did. On yeah, I mean, side, we'll see how we'll see what happens with sorry to interrupt. I know I just said we have to go fast, but we'll see I how I hate you. Uh, how Stafford does because he had a pretty good run with 
TJ Hawkinson in Detroit. Anyway, go on. He, he did. Are you done being a jackass now? Yes. Well, no, but I'm done interrupting. <laughs> uh, Nick Bosa, <laughs> phenomenal season. Tore his ACL in camp and sat on his ass all season. Done. Nailed it. Great. Thank you. I'll bring it home with my picks. Uh, Raheem Mostert for the 49ers. And uh, he only played in eight games because of injuries. He still was great when he was on the field. He had a 5.0 average per carry, a couple of rushing touchdowns. Oh, Tyler Higby, I grade an A. He proved it. <laughs> okay. However, Mostert was outperformed by Jeff Wilson in the touchdown department, and the team actually re-signed Wilson to a one-year deal. It doesn't go Wilson! Well. Mostert has never really been a feature back, and I think the struggles that he showed once again with durability sort of proved that case and reinforced those concerns. He has one more year on his contract, but I doubt he gets extended beyond that. So I'm going to say no. Marine Mostert did not prove it. He didn't prove that he can be a feature back. That's what I'm saying. You're so good when he's on the field. That is absolutely true. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, finally, Patrick Peterson, um, cornerback for the Cardinals. He had a decent year. He led the team in pass breakups with eight and interceptions with three. Uh, His overall coverage proficiency continue to decline as it has done the past couple seasons. He's well, excuse me, the big word proficiency. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just wasted five seconds of airtime. Uh, it, it just seems like he's getting beat more often. He also has been penalized. He was penalized more often. Uh, he had seven combined uh, holding and pass interference calls last year, which is more than any other year in his career. Uh, he's about to turn 31, and he's a free agent going to 2021. And there hasn't been any word yet from the team if they want to bring him back. Um, if they do, I think it'll be a short-term deal worth a lot less than the $12 million he made this year. So my, my verdict on him is I wrote sort of question mark. He definitely proved that he's not elite anymore, but still productive and he'll be on a team next year. Uh, it might not be Arizona though. Probably Detroit. He'll go to Philly. They'll find some way to get his contract and screw themselves. They're just going to collect like all the the old cornerbacks that used to be the elite ones in the league. They'll bring in Boye too. (laughs) They're going to try to replicate the Patriots like revival. Yeah, or or like the Jaguars when they had uh, Boye and Ramsey. Man, that seems like forever ago. Anyway, that's it. That's all we got for this week. Thank you for listening, Matt. Thank you once again for getting together. You're, I, this, you're very welcome for me for this, listening. This ungodly hour. Yeah, thanks for listening to me ramble through my 10 pages of notes once again. Uh, they were helpful. Ironically, when you're like, I made the notes and I was like, I have notes somewhere. And I looked, I was like, I think you copied half of my notes. So I kind of felt like I was cheating. <laughs> Is that how you also got all those D's in high school? <laughs> uh, moving on. Yeah, Thank you, everybody. We're glad to be these? back. Um, at some point, we're going to take another little break. We'll figure it out as we go along. And soon it'll be draft season. So uh, this is really the only dead. Actually, soon it'll be free agency. Then it'll be the draft. This is really the only dead spot in the NFL schedule. So let's still enjoy it and relax. After a the bit draft. More. That's true. Well, then we can start doing our predictions. Oh, <laughs> I'll work. It never stops. Anyway, Matt, yeah, thanks again. Thanks thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode of the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Please subscribe to be aware of our future podcasts. Follow us at social media at 2M Football Show. If you feel like donating to help out the show, follow us and check out our Patreon. We'll see you in the next episode.